Hello, my name is Anne, and welcome to the Liberty Beacon Revealing Truth program, where we lift you up in liberty. Now let's join our broadcast as Pastor Earl Wallace and Pastor Mark Brumbaugh explains how the Bible applies to our personal and civic lives. If I ask you, what is the first prayer we are sure God answers? Most of us would say it's the sinner's prayer. But what exactly is the sinner's prayer? In the scriptures, we see people, such as the publican in Luke 18, 9-14, is commended for beating his breast and praying, Lord, forgive me a sinner. In 1 John 1, 9, we are told that if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive. In Luke 18, 9-14, Jesus tells us this parable of some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Jesus goes on to tell of two men, one of whom has a religious job title. His prayer extols his own virtues before God. He thanks God that he is not a sinner and recites how he is not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers. He self-righteously cites how he fasts twice a week and tithes. In verse 13 through 14, Jesus illustrates what we would consider to be the sinner's prayer. And he relates how a tax collector standing far off would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. In verse 14, Christ says, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. In John 16:8, Jesus explains the work of the Holy Spirit is to convict the world of three things. One, sin. Two, righteousness. And three, judgment. Without this work, one cannot say the sinner's prayer. God's Spirit works to convict us of these three things, which in order are, one, that we are sinners, meaning that each of us have offended God by violating His law and commands, particularly the Ten Commandments. We also have not loved our neighbor as ourselves, turned the other cheek, nor forgiven people who have hurt us the way we want God to forgive us for what we have done. God's Spirit works to help us understand that through the salvation God worked through Christ on the cross, who paid the penalty for our sin, we can have Christ's righteousness imputed to us. That's the second thing. The third work of the Holy Spirit is to convict or convince us that if we reject God's provision of the atoning substitutionary death of Christ on the cross, we are standing in judgment, John 3.18, that is more certain than the ground upon which we stand, or the furniture or car in which we sit. For the Bible says in James that all flesh is like a vapor. Life on earth is ethereal. It is passing away, like the morning mist under each day's sunlight. The most loving thing we can do as Christians for other people is, one, tell them about how Christ died for their sins, so, two, they believe and become beneficiaries of John 3.16. This is what helps them avoid judgment. And this is how we get lifted up in liberty. Thank you for listening. We hope you will join us in fulfilling 2 Chronicles 7.14 by repenting and turning to righteousness through Jesus Christ so God heals our land. For more information about how the Bible applies to every aspect of life, including civics, visit us at libertycfchurch.org. 
You can mail us at P.O. Box 235, Latham, New York, 12110.